Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast. We are very excited about today's call, but before we begin the interview, we have Jesse Ledoux, our queen of coaching, with our product of the week. Jesse, tell us about the product that you discovered. So shamelessly, I am super excited to promote the product of the week. It's our VIP coaching membership, and a lot of people don't really know how it works. So I would love to use this opportunity to really introduce the program and how customizable and personal it is. It's not a one-stop shop as far as everyone gets the same. It's not cookie cutter in that sense. It's really supposed to be for each individual contestant and what their strengths, what needs improvement, and how to work with them to capture the crown. Now, is there a certain age divisions that this has a tendency to work better for? I mean, kind of give us the age range of the types of girls that you have coached. Oh, absolutely not. It's not exclusive to one group or another. It is age group. I mean, my, our youngest winner, and she's a state winner, is two years old. And, our, and we go all the way up to the Mrs. Division, well into the 40s and 50s. Wow. And okay, now, is this something that you just log into the back And then there's a course that they just take and they're just interacting with the website or are they interacting with real people? It is always real people. Uh, Once you apply for the VIP membership and you you uh, get your login, you can log into the back end and you can submit unlimited questions, unlimited questions, and you're paying by the month. So you don't have to worry about overloading the system. I mean, we are here to answer any questions, any concerns, review your wardrobe, review your paperwork, and you're always getting a real person on the other side. We have a slew of coaches and experts that will review uh, your questions and get back to you within 24 hours. So Um, It's pretty legitimate in my opinion. And then the other huge key factor is you also have unlimited virtual mock interviews or one-on-one coaching sessions. So you're logging in and you're talking video chat with myself uh, or one of our queens of interview. Now with mock interview, for the girl that's new, she might not know one, what a mock interview is and two, how challenging it can be to organize it. So, So walk them through what that looks like. So a mock interview is just walking you through what your actual pageant competition interview would be like. Some pageants have 10-minute interviews, some have three, some are panel, some are round robin. So once we can evaluate what type of interview you have, we will run you through exactly what that would look like so you can feel comfortable walking in for the very first time. And we'll structure questions based on your paperwork and that are personal to you and your platform and your experiences and your skills. So you can have a real life experience of what the judge would see as well when you walk in. Okay. And then walk us through what the one-on-one coaching sessions look like. The one-on-one coaching sessions are my favorite. Uh, The contestant logs in and we talk all about what their personal brand is all about and what that strategy looks like to maximize it. So what do the judges need to know about you? Why do you want to win? What makes you stand out? So developing that X factor and making sure that you can communicate it, not just in interview, but in all phases of competition, that's really what makes a winner. Okay. And now if they were just going to hire just a general pageant coach, um, how much would they pay per hour? And then how much is the VIP membership um, per month? So quality pageant coaches run anywhere from $50 an hour on the low side and all the way up to probably $150 or more on the high side. So that's per hour. So if you're thinking, where am I going to get the most bang for your buck? That $47 a month is unheard of when you have unlimited mock interviews that are virtual, unlimited one-on-one coaching sessions that are virtual. So you're still getting that face-to-face interaction, but for a fraction of the cost. And if I remember correctly, they also get 
it's like a 30 day money back guarantee if they're not happy. Is, is that right? So the way it works is if you don't feel better prepared for your pageant than when you signed up for the VIP coaching membership, yes, absolutely. It is a satisfaction guarantee. So as long as you feel more comfortable, we've done our job. Um, but yeah, there is that safety net. So you don't have to worry for those first three days. Amazing. Okay. And, and where can they sign up for it and, and learn even more about it? So if you visit thepageantplanet.com, in the upper right corner where it says VIP, just click it. It'll take you to an information page and you can sign up right there. So it's literally two clicks away. Awesome. Thank you, Jesse. Thanks, Stephen. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now here's your host, Stephen Roddy. I am very excited about today's call. We have on the phone Courtney Magnus, who was recently crowned 2016-17 Miss Texas for the National Elite Pageants. And she's going to go on to compete at the 2017 National Elite Pageant. Courtney has 10 years of pageant experience. That definitely makes her an expert. And she's competed in the Miss USA system as well. And in 2013, she was Miss Houston, USA, where she placed top one five top 15 at Miss Texas USA. So she's joining us today to share her tips and advice on preparing for pageant interviews. So Courtney, welcome to the call. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, it's my delight. <laughs> so let's get into the nitty gritty. I mean, the girls that are listening, they, they want to know how they can win interviews. So how early in advance do you start preparing for your interview? As soon as I know that I'm going to have a pageant, I start preparing. Usually you have a judge's form, so I like to read over the judge's form, and I'll read over my old judge's form, see what's new in my life, see what I want to change about it, and then I go from there, and I have just like a ton of binders filled with old judge's forms that I like to just reminisce on and think of past events and past things that I like to talk about, and then I'll start my pageant prep from there. That's great. Now, do you find it beneficial to just start writing down all the possible questions that you feel like you're going to be asked um, in that system or to make lists? What I like to do is immediately after I get out of an interview, my pageant mom, who's my cousin, Shauna, she is right there. And we immediately start going over the questions that they asked me in that interview so that we can remember them so that we can use them for pageant prep for another interview later on. And so I just have like a binder filled with questions, every random question you could possibly think of. And I'll just go over and keep that binder close to me when I'm um, preparing for a pageant. I love it. So you really have a long-term strategy. You know that this pageant yeah. isn't going to be necessarily the end game. It's a lot. It's a lot of work, but it's so worth it in the end. And just to be prepared because you don't want to go into a pageant not knowing what you want to talk about. You always ha want to have something to talk about and be prepared in those questions. So just having all those questions there constantly is definitely makes it easier. And do you find that helps your nerves since you're so prepared and you've thought of every possible outcome? Like I feel like for sure, it definitely helps your nerves whenever you already have a list of prepared questions. Even if they don't ask you any of those questions that you prepared, you still are quick with your answers. You're quick on your toes. You're always thinking of the next possible question. So I feel like it's just it all. It's always helpful to have those few extra questions. Do you take a step back and you've competed in a few different systems, mm -hmm. and do you say, okay, I feel like this pageant is going to ask me these types of questions? Right. There's 
Different systems have different goals that they want for a title holder. For a national elite, we are very um, charity-based. We love our communities. We do a lot of work in them, and that's what one of the things we're most proud of. So you definitely, going into the interview, you want to have a mindset of showing off all the charity work that you've done, all the work you've done for your community, and you want to be really proud of that. So that's one of the things that you should go into the interview knowing for a system is what they want in a title holder. Where do you find that information? I just know from competing, from experience, you can go into a completely new system and have no idea, you know, what they want out of a title holder. But if you do your research about the pageant, maybe reach out to a past title holder. I just had friends in the USA system that I asked and the USA system is pretty big. So you can get a, you know, you can get a well range of what they want from a title holder, but nationally, um, the director's super sweet. She asked, she will answer any question you have. And that's one of the things that I love about nationally is that anyone can reach out to her and she'll be open and honest with her answers. Gosh, this certainly makes it a lot easier, but I mean, even if it's not there, I mean, you can probably get a pretty good feel of it by reading the about us page or seeing, right. yeah, some of the other title holders. I mean, you can always reach out to them too. If the director isn't always super responsive. Exactly. Now, what topics do you focus on when preparing for interview? We always want to have your judges form. If there's a judges form for your pageant that you fill out before interview, because that's what the judges will have. So usually your questions are based off of your judges form. So you want to be well-versed. You want to know exactly what's on your judges form. You don't want to go in and be like, Oh crap. I can't remember what I put on my judges form two months ago when I filled it out. You know, you want to always be prepared with your judges form and just going in and being super confident and super happy about being there is so important. Have you discovered that judges primarily ask you questions off of your paperwork versus like current events or just pulling them out of thin air? You know, I had one judge at, um, I think it was at Miss Texas a couple years ago, and he had a journal full of just like random questions that he would pick at random and then ask you. So it just, it honestly depends on the judge. It depends on the day. It depends on what their mindset is. But I mean, you always want to know at least a couple current events that are going on in your area because they're likely, you know, to be asked at a at a big pageant and that at a pageant that is uh, really into their community and giving back. But just knowing that what's on your judges form, I feel like, is to, it's just so important, always important, because you don't want to go in and they'll be like, well, what's your proudest moment? And you'll say something that's completely off base that's not on your judges form. And they'll be like oh, well, that's strange. It has nothing to do with what's on our judges form. So you don't want to have that confusion and take up the time when they could be asking you another question. Yeah. And, and I just thought about this. You're using the form, uh, the word judges form. Does that mm -hmm. equal paperwork in your mind? Yeah. For okay. me, my judges form, I'm, you know, I compete in the USA system and the national elite system. And so USA, we always have a judges form for every pageant that you compete in for, prelim, for prelims or for state. And so that's what we call our judges form is what you give to the judges while you're filling out your paperwork. And that's what they have whenever they're conducting your interview. Do you hold mock interviews to help you prepare? I don't exactly hold mock interviews, but I will go to my uh, cousin's house, Shauna, and we'll have a couple of family and friends there. And they'll just ask me, you know, random questions. We'll try to conduct a, you know, semi-mock interview, but it's super casual, super laid back, no pressure kind of thing. 
Because with me, my nerves like skyrocket if I feel like I'm going to be in like a pageant interview. So like just having a super chill setting is really important to me and my family knows that and it's different methods for everybody. Someone might want to hold like a completely super serious mock interview and that may be what's best for them. But for me, having my family and friends just ask me questions from the binders that I have is just that helps me prepare the most. So with your semi-casual mock interviews, are mm-hmm. just three of them sitting on the couch and you're sitting on the chair on the other end? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what we'll do. They'll just be, well, I'll just be in the living room and we'll be hanging out and they'll just ask me questions and we'll do the best that we possibly can. And then whenever we're done asking questions, we'll be like, okay, well, we might need to brush up a little bit on this topic or, you know, you might want to talk about more about this and they'll just give me really nice critiques. And it's just, it's important to be in the mindset of, you know, being positive, not having any of those harsh critics be like, no, you don't want to do that. No, you don't want to do that. You want to answer exactly like this. So we like to keep it to where it's just me answering the questions. Nobody gives me answers, but they'll be like, maybe you want to, you know, brush up a little bit more on this kind of thing. Yeah, completely. And I mean, if you don't have necessarily that support group around you, like, I mean, Mm -hmm. Courtney does, then I mean... Sign up for our VIP membership for $47. You can have unlimited mock interviews with just a different person on the other side of the computer. Things like that, which is, it'll help, help you think on your feet. Um, do you allow, like, your family men- members or friends, et cetera, to deviate from your book at all and just pull out random questions? Or are you like, no, stick to the script? Oh, no, I love it when they ask me random questions that they think of. I have... My six-year-old cousin, Breland, she loves to pick out questions. So I'll just hand her a binder and she'll just go down and point at one and be like, okay, answer this and I'll do it. And she'll be, she'll, she's six. So she's like, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite princess? But I always keep it in the mindset of I'm competing in a major pageant and I need to answer that way. So no matter how simple a question she gives me or how weird of a question she gives me, I'll answer it like I'm at a pageant. That's great. So how do you make yourself actually stand out in your paperwork? I think just being super true to yourself is the thing that can make you stand out the most. You don't want to be like everyone else. You know, you want to be the best possible you that you can be. And I think that's so important is to never pretend to be somebody else because we're here to know about you and they want to know about you. They don't want to know about someone that you're pretending to be about. So just having that open and honesty on your paperwork and with the judges, I think is what makes you stand out the most. That's great. Now, what have you found to be the best resources for preparing for the interview portion of the competition? I mean, obviously coaches are a really big thing. You can There's several interview coaches that you can go to. There's several different online sources that people can go to that can help you with interview, but... I mean, just be prepared as you can be. And if you need to get a coach because you don't have any idea, that's completely okay. I've had so many interview coaches in the past that I've absolutely loved. And I think they were super helpful with me. And they were honestly some of the best people in my life. And so just having their support and, you know, learning the little tips and tricks definitely helps. But I think just having that positive mindset and going over your questions and just saying, staying calm, staying true to yourself is what is what will help you. So how do you manage the pre-interview j- jitters? 
I have really bad pre-interview jitters. I have really bad anxiety, and I'm bipolar manic depressive. So whenever I had a pageant, my my nerves and emotions are all over the place. So I try to find a really good balance of, you know, being nervous and just being super excited because I'm always excited for interview. It's my favorite part of the pageant. I love meeting new people. I love getting to tell people about my platform. But the one thing that has been consistent in every single interview is my cousin Shauna will be there right before I go in the doors for the interview and she'll be giving me a pep talk and be telling me to calm down and smile and everything's going to be okay. Just be yourself. And that's just been consistent throughout my pageant career is Shauna giving me a pep talk before I walk through those doors. Now, when you walk through those doors, how do you present yourself to the judges? I mean, you're walking across the room. A lot of times, if the interview room is really long, it can be that awkward walk like all the way there. So how do you kind of break the ice there and just really give that positive first impression? You know, you just want to be excited because you are. You're excited to be there. You're excited to be with the girls that you're competing with. And you're excited to be competing for this amazing title. So you want to show that you're excited about it. So I'm just... I'm always super happy whenever I go in there and I'm smiling and I like to look at all the judges before I introduce myself. And I think that's important is to show them that you're happy to be there. Mm. Now, if shaking hands with a judge is optional, do you recommend extending your hand to them? I don't usually um, shake hands with judges just because sometimes before the pageants, they will tell, you know, don't don't shake hands with the judges. Don't reach out. And it's not, it's not a personal thing to me. It's not, it's, you know, you don't want to, you know, do germs and all of that. And I am a very germaphobic person. I keep hand sanitizer with me. And so I don't think it's like a personal thing. I think it's just, you know, you don't want to contaminate anybody with your germs if one of the judges are sick or if one of the contestants are sick. So if a judge reaches out their hand, then yeah, totally go for it and shake their hand and introduce yourself. But on the judges uh, that on panels that I have, it's a, a few judges lined up. So we are just, we never, uh, shake hands. Yeah. And I would definitely recommend the same thing. I mean, if the judge reaches out his or her hand to shake yours, of course, like grab it and shake hands, um, just, and, and women know this a lot better than men, but just do web, um, web to web, especially when you're doing, uh, shaking a woman's hand. So you don't crunch her fingers because if Mm -hmm. she's wearing rings, that'll hurt. But right try to avoid like approaching the judge's table at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just stand back and answer the questions. Don't, don't, don't cross the line. Uh, so, um, some judges ask girls to, to have a seat. Others don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, should girls just have a seat if they're unsure? And you know, if nobody's asked, I mean, should they just plop down or just stand up? Well, mean, what, what do you suggest? If there's a seat there, there, they obviously, I hope want you to sit down. They're not just going to have a random seat there for you not to sit in, but for like the USA system, uh, we don't take seats. We're standing during our interviews. For National Elite, we sat down. And the way that I did it was I was standing up while I introduced myself. And I said, you know, it's lovely to be here, lovely to meet you. And then I sat down and proceeded with the interview. So, you know, it's if there's a chair there, they want you to sit down. If there's not, you're obviously going to be standing up. Now, for for the international contestant that maybe doesn't speak the language, um, mm-hmm. and for one, would you suggest that she competes in a pageant where maybe she doesn't speak the language? So let's say she speaks Spanish and she's competing in an English-dominated um, 
pageant, does that hurt her chances if she brings in a translator or do you just suggest, no, just stick with the Spanish speaking pageants? No, not at all. I think she would be welcome in any pageant that's English based. I think we love variety. We love something different. I think that's really important. It's, you know, she has something different. She has something that can work for. Her. She can reach a broader audience if she speaks, you know, multiple languages. And I think it's perfectly okay if it's within the rules to have a translator. Yeah. Now, what if you do like you, you have your interview, you're going through and you just you make a mistake. Right. <laughs> you just trip over your words. You start saying something. What do you do? I mean, everyone's done it. I've done it multiple times. I get really excited. And so I start talking really fast and I, I do blubber over my words a lot. And so you just take a deep breath, calm down. Everyone's human. The judges will totally understand. You'll laugh it off later and you might get points for it because it was something you can laugh about. If you can laugh at yourself, then it's fine. No one's going to make fun of you for it. There's no, there's no points that are going to be deducted. It's your human. Everyone makes mistakes. Yeah, and sometimes it's a really great opportunity to show just how lighthearted you are about the whole exactly. thing. Exactly. You makes can show judge- your personality. Yeah, because we've all been there. And so if you mess up some in your interview and you laugh at yourself, and I mean, my personality would just be like, well, that came out wrong, or that was a disaster. Yeah, okay, exactly. let me try it over again. It every- gets everybody laughing, and of course they're going to score you better if they're laughing because... When you laugh, you're happier. If you're happier and taking a score, that's what you want as a contestant. Yes. Uh, now, when you're preparing, um, is preparing for a one-on-one interview different from preparing for a panel-style interview? I would say it's a little bit different, but not by the questions. Just by when you're in that actual interview there's not a judge just like asking you question and answer. It's a conversation. You're having a conversation with these people. You're trying to connect with them. So it could, you could be asked one question, but the conversation could go on for your whole entire interview about that one subject. So from a panel to a one-on-one, it's a little bit different because a panel judges might want to be constantly asking questions. They might, you know, try to, you know, go over each other, talk about, like, talk over each other. Someone might not have a question ready, so another judge might have to fill in. With one-on-one, I feel like it's more intimate, it's more personal, but you're still preparing the same questions, you're still answering the same questions, you know? Yeah, no, completely. The energy is just a little bit different, because it's just, right. it's more personal, obviously, it's one-on-one. Uh, what tips do you give for a girl? It's her very first pageant, she doesn't know what to expect, the mere thought of, Walking into an interview room freaks her out. What's your advice? Just take lots of deep breaths and just realize that they are people exactly like you and me and that they don't want to see you fail. I think that's one thing that a lot of girls forget is that they put these judges on a pedestal and they're thinking, oh my gosh, these judges just want to critique me. They just want to you know, count down points. They don't want to add any points to me. And for me, it's a chance to meet new people and it's a chance for me to talk about my platform. And so I just always remember that these are real people with real lives who just want to get to know you. And I think that's important to remember is that they're just regular people and they're just, you're just having a conversation. That's great. How do you create connections with the judges? These complete strangers that might be on a panel or might be one-on-one in front of you. How do you do that? Well, whenever I fill out, you know, my judges form, if they ask me a question off of my judges form, like, okay, so they're interested in this. So I'll talk a little bit more, a little bit longer on that subject. And if they show an interest in it, then it, you know, that creates a connection. But if there's what 
people call like live wires and there's dead uh, judges, the dead judges just ask you questions. All they want to hear is your answer. And then that's it. Live wires love your, the conversation style of interview and they'll, they'll bounce off of your answer and ask you a question right back. And to me, that's whenever you create the most connections, whenever you're having a conversation. So you just want to keep your answers super light. If it's important to you, talk about that the most, you know, focus on that. Don't waste a lot of time on it, but focus on it. And that way the judges can tell that, oh, she really cares about this. Maybe we'll ask her more questions on it. That's great. If you have, if you're able to find out who your judges are ahead of time, do you research them to find out more about them? Usually we don't know about who our judges are until we're, it's like an hour before interview. And we only know because of the uh, program book that they give us, they'll have like a short little bio, but I never go and like look somebody up on the internet and try to figure out like what I can talk about to make them interested in me so that they'll like vote me for the title holder. I think it's important to go in as yourself and not pretend to like something that they're into just to get points from it. If they like me, they like me because of my personality and because of my passions and because of the, what I can bring to the crown. Yeah. And depending on your personality, it might hint actually hurt you if you research your judges. Um, right. Like if you're someone that's easily intimidated by the success of other people, no judgment in that. It just depends on where you are in life. It might not be the best because if you're sitting across somebody that you know is like worth $50 million and I don't know. Yeah, you like, might get intimidated. It's like, oh my God. Like, it could really freak you out versus, okay, these are yeah. five different, just normal people. Exactly. Um, so that's where it just comes down to knowing yourself. But um, uh, I know I've, I've been in interviews before. And, um, I said, I asked girls like, Hey, what'd you do to prepare for this pageant? And like, they never even said, Oh, I read your website. Like, no. It, then again, like if they would just read my bio and they're like, Oh, Steven has a, a pageant coaching website. They could have just threw that in there and then that could have created more connections. So you certainly right. see it both sides, but you, you ultimately, you want to, you want to know yourself. Um, so what do you do if um, you're actually stumped on a question? I know we talked about mistakes, but let's say you lose your train of thought mid-sentence. Do you kind of have a go-to phrase or a go-to maneuver that just gets out of that situation or makes it less uncomfortable? Luckily for me, that's never happened where I just absolutely did not have an answer. But if it were to happen, I think I would just laugh it off and be like, I'm so sorry, you know. I guess I need to educate myself more on this subject. Usually it's a, it'll be like a current event question to me that I think that I would get stumped on is, you know, just something that I can't base an opinion on it because I don't know the full story. But if it was a, I guess, what are your strengths? And I just like completely white it out. I would be like, I don't know. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You know, let me collect myself. You know, I'm sorry about that. And then I would try to answer the question. I don't know. It's really hard because that's never happened in a real life interview with me before. Yeah. I guess it just kind of did though, didn't it? <laughs> I just completely, it just completely didn't know what to say. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a challenging question because like, if you don't know, then like this fear starts coming in where you're like, oh gosh, I don't want to look stupid. Yeah. And that's kind of a quiet fear of everyone. Like none of us want to look stupid. Right. Um, and the judges included. So the judges, when they ask a question, they're hoping that their peers don't think it's a stupid question, like if it's a panel style, and especially mm -hmm. if it's a new judge. So um, well, one of the things that, that I do, because I get in a situation that I just don't know what to say a lot of times, I'm like, 
that's a great question. Uh, and I really, I give them a compliment. And if I don't know, I'm just like, you know what? I just don't have enough information on it. I mean, right. And I was like, but yeah, so I'm, I'm sorry, but I'll gladly take the next question. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just kind of a way to just own up to it because I mean, I know if I'm your judge, I don't expect you to be a walking encyclopedia of all things, current events. I probably would, I probably would expect for you to know who your governor is, maybe your senator, like something like that if you're running for a state title. But I mean, outside of that, like, you know, you're busy. I get it. And right. your public forum policy isn't going like, <laughs> like it's your not going to ruin the world. Yeah. If you're going for president, then okay. But I mean, you're like, I'm more interested in like your marketing and how like you're going to present right. yourself to the people you're interacting with, your networking skills, conversation skills, et cetera. Um, so what if a question, what if a judge asks this question and some of the judges, I mean, God bless you, passion girls. Some of these judges I've been in there, they ask the dumbest questions, <laughs> the most irrelevant questions. And I just want to be like, really? You're asking her that? Um, but let's say hypothetically a judge asks you, and I've heard this time and time again, do you have any questions for me? Like, what would you recommend that pageant uh, girl asking? I've, I've never gotten that before, but I hope I, I hope I never get that. But I guess I would ask them, you know, why you're interested in judging this pageant and maybe what are you looking for in a title holder? It's perfect. Yeah, because if they actually answer what are you looking for in a title holder, you can be like, oh, well, funny fact, that applies <laughs> to me. Yeah, yeah. And that'd be a great way for you to turn it around. So that's exactly the most perfect question. Um, we had this question submitted to us. Uh, some of the, I don't know if you're familiar with some of the systems that it's like wheelchair America, wheelchair USA. Um, okay. and, and that actually, it hurt the, some of the self-esteem of, of the pageant girls because they're nervous about bumping into the tables. And, and there's mm-hmm. oftentimes there's girls that even compete in various other systems that they just happen to be in a wheelchair too. Right. Um, so what do you kind of suggest in that situation? I mean, I think if the pageant should be prepared to have a disabled contestant, I mean, it's a possibility. It's happened before in past years. Um, I think a couple years ago, our Miss Congeniality, she got on stage and she rocked it. And it was just like she had a standing ovation this whole entire time because everyone could see just how much it meant to her and how much it meant to us that she was competing with us. And I think it's important that the pageant be prepared for that. And I don't think a judge is going to look down on somebody because they're in a wheelchair or because they have a disability or because they're in crutches or whatever. Everyone's the same. Everyone's human. Everyone's here because of this title and because they're passionate about something and they want to share that. So if, you know, there's, if someone bumps into a table, no big deal. It happens. If someone, you know, maybe trips, it's no big deal. It happens. You're human. Yeah. And, and depending on your personality, for me, it always helps me to poke fun at myself. Like, you know, right. I'd I'm like, the same. I'd be like, Oh, car crash. You know, if I, if I bump yeah. into something, I mean, uh, I'm so clumsy too that I've, I've literally almost fell into a judge's table before because <laughs> I was wearing these two tall heels at the time and I shouldn't have worn them, but I really wanted to. And yeah, I tipped too, too far forward and almost crashed into the judge's table. So it honestly happens. I'm surprised I last 90 seconds on stage without falling, but Hey, we all get there. Yeah. And you know what? Judges are rooting for you. And so they're not looking for reasons to make fun of you. And even honestly, some of the worst, um, like interviewers that I've experienced, mm-hmm. even still, like, I mean, it's been the most uncomfortable, awkward interview. The judges didn't necessarily 
they, they didn't make fun of the girl after they left. They just, right. I mean, because judges, if you're following a good system, judges are not necessarily allowed to talk about other contestants during their interview and after, right. you know, they're not supposed to. So don't worry about that. You're good. Just focus on your game. Focus on bringing home the crown. Now let's talk about like hypothetical, like questions versus informative answers. Like, you know, which one is like the most challenging for you? to answer. Someone says, well, hypothetically, and then they ask you this random question, which would you do X, Y, Z versus a, just a normal question? I love, uh, normal questions. Obviously <laughs> no one wants to get hit with a ringer and be like, Oh my gosh, I have no idea. But hypothetically, if I was to get asked that, I mean, yeah, I would go with it. I would give my honest answer. I think it's really hard though to think of an answer in a hypothetical situation when it's a really hard situation and you're a girl competing for a prelim or a state pageant and you're hypothetically trying to cure world hunger. I mean, there's a certain point to where judges should understand that at the end of the day, this is a beauty pageant and we are trying to make a difference. We are trying to make a difference in our communities, our states and our nation, but we can't cure what the president can't. You know what I'm saying? Like there has to be a certain line drawn where judges should be like, okay, this is a little bit too much for a pageant girl. Maybe, you know, turn it down a few notches and we'll see where we can go. Yeah. And, and for directors, I mean, th this really goes to, to directors. You have to pre-prep your judges. I mean, mm -hmm. so and, important. And guide them like, okay, we're looking for a girl that can actually help us increase the amount of girls that's going to be competing next year. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. who will actually help us market main goal <laughs> yeah main goal not how she's going to cure world hunger world hunger exactly. like, it will let the enthusiasts take care of that but here we're just trying to run a pageant um so what do you what do you feel like if anything do girls need to have prepared um ahead of time like should they have prepared a funny story like a joke something like that I always like to keep one thing in the back of my mind that I want to talk about. Usually it's about my own charity or it's about my cousin Breland or it's about, you know, just one of the things on my judges form. But I absolutely want to have that in the interview. And I always keep that in the back of my head during it. And anytime I can slip that in, I immediately slip it in. And if they don't ask something that relates to it, I'm going to make it relate to it. So there's just always that one thing that you want to go into the interview and be like, okay, I absolutely want to get this into my interview to show that I'm confident, I'm powerful, I'm passionate about this. And you're going to, if you have the mindset like that, you're going to do it. And that's what I always have kept in my mind is that I want to talk about my charity or I want to talk about this and I will. Yeah, I love that. And for some girls, that might just be an interesting fact. It's like, <laughs> oh, wow. Right. I have, like, for me, I have five sisters. It's like, oh. No brothers. So I was like, oh, that's kind of, it makes you memorable. It's like, hey, you remember that guy? Like five sisters, no brothers. Yeah, uh, just like a fun fact or a joke or whatever. An, an event that you recently went to that you want to talk about, you know, just keep it in the back of your mind and always have it right there so that you can slip it into your interview. Perfect. Now, are there questions that you feel are just givens and, and every girl should be prepared to answer? Oh, yes. The, what what is the question? Um, what do you how, why do you think you should win? That's like the number one question that every girl competing in a pageant should at least semi know the answer to, or like have their answer for it. Or what do you define as success? And what are your strengths and weaknesses? What do you want to be remembered as a title holder? And I think that there's 
you can go online you can Google, you know, top five questions on like on stage questions. And those are the questions that you always want to just be, be practicing in your head, know the answers to. And I, I do think there are those, just those same questions that the judges just always seem to ask that you're like, okay, I know you get this, you question these girls every single time with the same question and you get the same answer every time. And I just want to know what the judges are looking for when they ask those cliche questions that it seems that every pageant girl gets, because I, I figured they would stop asking it. Like when they, when they get the right answer, but I guess I haven't answered it right yet. Cause they keep on asking me. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you what I'm looking for. If that would be a value. Uh, yes. Yeah, it would. So w- when I ask a girl, um, like, okay, what makes you different from the other girls competing here today? Why should you win this pageant? Why should we choose you? Or some variation of that. I'm looking for a girl who's going to basically stand up and say, well, what I can bring to the table that these other girls can't is basically here's my social media following. Here's my marketing strategy in place because I understand that like pageantry, it's a glorified job interview for a spokesmodel Mm -hmm. position. And my responsibility as a spokesmodel is to help this director, whomever he or she is, to get more contestants next year as a result of me being a queen than what he had this year. And so to me, I'm like, that's a girl that takes her job serious. Like she knows her what's expected of her, which is to market the pageant and to get other girls to want to compete in this pageant. And so for me, that's what I'm looking for. Because every, every time I ask that, I get like, um, well, you know what? I'm just a really hard worker and I want to be a role model and... Uh, right. I just really want to promote my platform. I'm like, you know what? You spent $2,000 competing in this pageant. You mm-hmm. didn't do it so you could be a good role model. Or, yeah. And, and every girl that walks in says they're all good role models and hardworking. So if you know that as a queen, just give that to them. Say, you know, what? every girl is competing here. They're all beautiful. They're all hardworking. They're all responsible. They're all time, like, you know, and they're all good role models. What makes me different is I understand that this is a business. And I'm going to help you make more money off of your business. Exactly. That's perfect. Thank you. (laughs) 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 Um, So now what do you feel like girls um, like need to tell themselves right before walking into the interview room? I mean, I feel like I preach about this all the time, but absolutely be yourself and be happy and smile when you walk in there. No judge wants to see you frowning or being super serious when you walk into an interview. You know, you're happy to be there. You're excited to be there. You want to compete in this pageant. So show them that. And I think it's important to be yourself and be confident in yourself. That's the number one thing is if no one else believes in you, you can at least still believe in you. And that has carried me throughout these years is that no matter what, I know that I have my back. And so going into that interview, that's all you have is yourself. And so being myself and knowing that I'll be confident with that is just, I think that will give you the winning edge with judges. Yeah. Love that. And, you know, I discovered the more that I love me, the more other people love me. Exactly. When you're confident in yourself, everybody else will gravitate towards that. So great. Last question for you. All right. How can you bring up a topic or a piece of information that you really want to relate to the judges but the judges, they're just not asking about it. How do you sneak it in there? I mean, I always try to find a way to relate it back to something. But if they're just asking these random questions that have nothing to do with what you want to talk about, 
you're, you're going to find a way. You're going to find a way to talk about it. There's never been one instant where I haven't found a way to talk about something that I'm really passionate about. So I would just say just always have that slipped in there. And whenever it's like the last couple of questions and maybe the judges are taking a little bit too much time getting to their next question, you can say, I've had judges literally be like, oh, we don't have any more questions. Do you want to tell us something about yourself? I would love to tell you everything about my life right in this 30-second span so that I can show you exactly uh, what kind of title holder I will be. And that happens. That's happened to me several times before where the judges are just like, we, we don't have any more questions. You've been amazing. What else do you want us to know? Mm-hmm. And there will be times like that. The judges will say, what is one question that you haven't been asked that you want to be asked? And there's your perfect opportunity to bring up that subject that you want to talk about. That's great. I know that um, the people listening to the podcast right now, they can find National Elite Pageant on thepageantplanet.com by going under mm-hmm. like find a pageant. What's like the, also the URL um, to the website, social media platforms that they and you are most active on? Right. It's nationaleadpageants.com for uh, our system's website. And then you can also find our system on Facebook. And I'm on Facebook as well. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and it's K-O-U-R-R-T-M-G is my username for everything. So it's super easy to find us, and we're, we love meeting new people, and we love getting new contestants, and we are having our national pageant in 2017. We are taking delegates in if they want to compete for that or if you're looking into getting into a new system. This is a great one to start in. We're super community-based. I love every single person that has competed in this pageant and that I've got to meet during competing in these pageants. Everyone is so sweet, so nice, so down to earth. And I think it's a super great pageant to compete in and to start with. That's awesome. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for just telling us more about National Elite Pageant and for sharing your advice. It was beyond beneficial. It was awesome. Of course. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.